0: Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And this is Stay Stay on on Target. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can
1: find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right. John. Yeah. This is episode 117. 117. 117. 117. Seven. Um, Wasn't that Master Chief's call sign? What? One one seven? John 117? John
0: uh, 117. I'm gonna
1: find out. Alright. Um, while he finds that out, this week we're talking about Gamescom. Com. 2015, and uh, some of the news that happened there. Not all the news. I don't think this needs to be like a uh, comprehensive news roundup.
0: All the news are belong to us.
1: Yeah, it doesn't belong to us because we're not going to talk about all of it. Okay, that's fine. But we're going to talk about the, uh, the, most, the things that most excite us out of Gamescom. Um, might involve something called quantum break. What? Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. So, what, did you uh, find uh, find his call Let sign? Let me
0: see. Hang
1: on. Yes, you're right. One one seven. John one one seven. Yeah. Spartan one one seven. Spartan one one seven. That's his, right. His name is John. His name is John. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. So, this is the Master Chief podcast. Yeah. It's the it's the random information because about we're, not, we're never going to have a one seventeen again. Yeah, that's true. Or, and this is the one and only. I mean, the one and only. The one and only
0: podcast episode 117, the Master Chief episode. Yes. We definitely should talk about some Master Chief stuff.
1: All right. Well, let's do that now. Let's Wait, do it now? Should we do it now or do no, it after? No, let's
0: do it during the Gamescom section. Okay, I yeah. I think that would see, make more that, sense. Okay, we're going to
1: talk about some Master Chief stuff later. Legitimately. So, Chris, yeah. how is your week? Um, It's doing good. Um, yeah? A, a lot has happened A since lot we has last happened? Spoke.
0: When was the last time we spoke? We were, we were sick.
1: Yeah, we had the sneeze cast. Was
0: it, was it that Thursday last week? So it was um, a week ago.
1: So in a yeah, mere seven
0: a, days, yeah. you're telling me that things have, ha- like yeah. things have happened, major yeah. things.
1: Normally, when it's like, you know, I've just done a couple things, yeah. I've done a lot of things, John. That's amazing. Um, Tell me about these things, Chris. I may have kicked a gopher in the teeth. What? I didn't do that. That was a lie. <laughs> I that didn't. would be
0: super mean. Um,
1: last weekend, I went down to uh, Gwinnett, Georgia, and it would be super mean. <laughs> Don't kick gophers. <laughs> well, I mean, you trap them and get them out of your yard, you know, they're they're kind of destructive.
0: I mean, they are kind of destructive, and but like, they're just doing gopher things,
1: you know? They're, I mean, just, they're just
0: living life like they're supposed
1: to, man. See, there's gophers and there's groundhogs. I think the groundhogs are actually more gross. No, I think they're cuter, though. Groundhogs
0: no, are actually pretty no, no, cute. no, 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 no. No, I've no. seen groundhogs. Groundhogs, man. they're pretty. I, I got a pull picture cute. of a ground.
1: I don't. I don't. Think they look so. like
0: a. They look like, like crazy. They, no, 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 no. They they look like gigantic, uh, like gerbils or whatever.
1: All wait, of these the gra- Wait, the guy from Groundhog. Wait, what's the groundhogs from Groundhog Day? Like, what's, what's what is he called? Um, uh, Puxatani Phil. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Groundhogs yeah. are cute. What is it? What, what was the other one? I was looking talking about. I don't know groundhogs and um gophers gophers yeah it's but the gophers that are ugly gophers
0: i don't know man i don't i don't know what you're talking about i'm pretty sure no, gophers aren't ugly Look most at this. Gr- he looks pretty most cute. ground rodents are very adorable <laughs> i'm just gonna throw that out there that if i could be friends with all of the ground rodents i would that that's like that's the category of the animal
1: kingdom that i think i most relate to, ground rodent is the ground rodent the thing i saw a uh, i saw a picture of some kind of ground rodent um, not too long ago, and he looks really gross. No, man, they're totally legit. Name some ground rodents. I,
0: I, mean, I don't know. I mean, the only ones, like, there's even possums. Like, I can see the 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 appeal of like possums. Not possums. They're, they're like giant mice. You know, possums
1: are not like giant mice. <laughs> they
0: are. They hang, like hang from giant their
1: tails tails out of a tree. Actually, I've never seen a possum do
0: Dude, that. I want to see that happen. Like, I want to see it like on the uh, like where they they line up by height. Uh-huh. You know. By, or by the the length of their tails or whatever, and, and then they you know gradually make a, a xylophone kind of thing.
1: Yeah, look look. I mean the gopher the, that kind of a gopher. I don't know. The other pictures I was pulling up of a gopher is kind of weird.
0: But if you look, look this at those, is just because this is just teeth. an unflattering angle.
1: Oh, I think come on, this is just an
0: unflattering picture. He's of got a gopher. like inch long
1: teeth no. and like crazy webbed feet.
0: Nah, man, but look look at look at this guy right
1: here. <laughs> He's he's adorable. I mean, that's probably like a, that's that's like a little baby one. No. Like, look how wet and nasty he is. It's just from the side.
0: No, like he's
1: pretty gross. No, looking. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, lo- I love how we're having this. Uh, this what, is, is, what is this? This little is no thing? longer
0: the uh, the Master Chief cast. This is the Gopher cast. It's like a,
1: like a field mouse. Just, that's pretty dude, cool. They're
0: they're pretty awesome. Like yeah. I'm telling you that that's the like that's the most adorable sector of the animal kingdom. <laughs> Maybe it's not. I don't know. I don't oh, know. Felines I, have, so I also thought it was adorable. real for
1: a second. It's actually just action figures. Um, next to a dead <laughs> that's squirrel. That's pretty
0: terrible. <laughs> it looks like a
1: giant squirrel. Okay.
0: Chris, remember <laughs> uh, wrapping this back to me, like media. Oh, remember yeah. the horror films, like old science fiction horror films from back in the day. Whenever they would just like take blown up, like video of a spider and, <laughs> yes, and superimpose and that's the it behind, like they would project it behind the actors, Sorry, and, ah! and everybody runs around. Yeah, yeah, and they would roll up a tank and like shoot I mean, at it, like these little toy tanks, and they would shoot at them and stuff.
1: I'm sure that was like the that's like early green screen use. Like that was like that was the the tops of the. the You're telling me it was special, revolutionary. It was revolutionary. It's the tops yeah. of the of the special effects yeah. ladder at, in those days.
0: What was the science fiction movie with the eyeballs that would come floating at you in the middle of was the it night or whatever? aliens from space? Or was something like that? that what it was? Um, I know, yeah, yeah, it probably, yeah, I think it was Aliens from Space. We need to look this up too. Yeah, but uh, but anyway, that one was was pretty fun. Like, and then The Fly. Oh
1: my gosh, The Fly. A fly. I mean, that that wasn't uh um, the same kind of horror movie that we're no, talking about.
0: But still, The Fly was pretty a Like that was a horrifying movie.
1: Right. It was. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> so um, scary. Oh, so first off, we should talk about um, last week we teased that we'd be uh, reviewing Fantastic Four today. Uh, uh, this th- is true. The, that is not happening.
0: Uh, that is true. Um, we will
1: review it. We will review it. It should go up next week. Yep, for sure. Uh, um, we, uh, yeah, the, the, so I'll, this is the, the straight-up truth, all right? I'm just going to lay it on the whole cold, hard truth. The, uh, the the earliest showing was was fairly late here. Yes. And we would have ended up, like, getting into bed... Like after midnight, we would be recording well this. Midnight. We would
0: be recording this a full like two and a half hours later than we are right now. Yeah, and that would be just a nightmare.
1: So we decided not to do that. Yes, and to do it um, next next week. week. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'll be a good time, man. Yeah,
0: um, I am excited about that movie though. So yeah, I yeah. am too. But anyway, what else have you been up to this oh, week so other than abusing brown true. Which wasn't true at all. Which wasn't true at all.
1: Um, I went down to uh, Gwinnett, Georgia and ran a, uh, a a 10K. Nice. That was cool. It's awesome. Um, what I wanted to talk about, though, was along the way, I listened to um, both Spotify and Apple Music and compared the two. Ooh. Ooh. All right.
0: Mm, so. I like it. So if 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 people don't know what these are,
1: uh streaming services. Everybody knows what Spotify is, but Apple Music is relatively new. It's basically sat Spotify, Apple's version of Spotify. Right. Um so the main difference like and I'm going I'm talking in terms of um sound quality right now, okay? Okay. Cuz I have some other issues with Apple Music later. Okay. Um but sound quality um I'm going to say definitively right here on the show, on this podcast. whoa, That Apple Music sounds better. Yeah. Now I looked up the difference. Um, Apple Music streaming though. You're talking about streaming I'm talking because about you can't st- actually I'm talking about streaming from
0: Apple Music. You can actually download and get the full the, resolution files. You can then. on
1: on Spotify as well. I gotcha. But um, they both use different encoding um, uh, formats. Um, and so apples is still there. AAC encoding mm. just sort of d- different bit rates depending on the speed of your connection.
0: Okay. So like as you go through, like in the middle of nowhere in, in wherever, uh, Kentucky, Georgia, take your pick, uh, of rural areas, whenever you go drop down to one G. Yes. It would obviously sound terrible.
1: It would sound, sound way worse, um, than, uh, than
0: whenever you're in like a metropolitan area and you're getting four G.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Apple Music uses the AAC format, yeah, which is the same thing that you you get whenever you download an iTunes song, right? It's different spring, uh, um, bit rates, and Spotify uses something called the OGG Vorbis format, and it um, is, is the same way. Like depending on, I think it looks normal quality on mobile is ninety six kilobytes per second, desktop web player is one hundred sixty kilobytes per second, and if you download it. Um, if you're a premium subscriber, you get 320 kilobytes per second of augvorous format. Now this was streaming on mobile in, yep. the, in the car. Okay. So probably about 96 kilobytes for Spotify, probably about the same for Apple music consistently across the board. Every single track I played sounded better on Apple music in terms of having the full um, range of frequencies displayed. Wow. Um, the like Spotify, it feels like uh, the the encoding that they use, like the high end's is very crisp, yeah, and like it doesn't sound. That's it what sounds I was say. it sounds it sounds good, yeah. But everything else is kind of gone. Hmm. Um, and while Apple Music, the um, high end can be kind of squishy and hmm. not exactly like as crisp and and um, present as probably like it normally would be. Hmm. Uh, it s- represents the actual mix as a whole a lot better. Mm, interesting. Which I prefer.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I always think, like, so on Spotify, that in the upper register, it comes off sounding um, more harsh. Like, yeah. just because it, because if it it sounds more accurate up in the upper register and then you lose everything below that, the upper register then becomes more obvious. Right. And so, like, you end up hearing it and you're like, hmm, this is pretty, it sounds kind of sibilant or it sounds kind of... uh, uh I don't know, like, top-heavy sometimes, right. you know?
1: I mean, and I'm, I'm not saying, like, either one of them didn't necessarily sound bad, but right. I preferred, like, the smoothness mm. of at what Apple Music sounds like. And this yeah. is all based on their the way they encode their music. Right. And um, so, yeah, like, that was uh, that was my experience. And I tested it, uh, like, for a good, like, couple hours, you know, like, drove, uh, it was a four-hour trip both ways and tested it on several songs. So here's a question for you. Did you go over your data limit? Um, not yet. I probably will this month.
0: (laughs) Okay. I mean, I'm just wondering like how much data that uses to stream all of that. And it's like, I mean, obviously people have been streaming music for a really long time and, but I haven't ever jumped on board the streaming music bandwagon because every month I go over on my data anyway, without streaming, I can't imagine if I was streaming, um, audio all the time on it.
1: It's not as bad as like watching video. So, like, I think what saps a lot of my stuff is whenever Mm. I realize, like, I forget that I'm not on my Wi Fi at Mm. home and I like start watching YouTube videos and stuff. Just check to make sure I was on Wi Fi. Yeah. Um, And so then I end up using a lot of data for like videos that I'm watching. Ah. Um, I don't think I've gone because I I also listen to. I, sometimes I'll well most of the podcasts I'll uh, I'll download. Yeah. Um so it's not that and then but sometimes I listen to like Cardinal baseball games mm. on the app and stream that. Gotcha. I think that gets me close sometimes too because yeah. it's like you know 3 hour long games I'm listening to over over cellular connection but the thing is like at 94 kilobytes per second you know it's that's not much you know for 94 kilobytes like
0: Yeah that's not that's not adding up to a ton. No. Um, I think video, like depending on the player too, like depending on what site you're, you're watching video off of. True. I always Very feel true. like, um, like Netflix yeah. will destroy it sooner than Hulu.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Um,
0: like they, they send uncompressed video to your phone pretty pretty heavily. Yeah. Um, and then there's other sites that I, I get on and I notice like all the time that, that just it'll just use up a gig super quickly.
1: Yeah. Um, so anyway. Uh, that's what I'm saying. As far as Apple Music, you're saying
0: uh, so, if you're on the fence uh-huh. about doing this uh, streaming thing, yeah. If you haven't di- like gone in at all on any yeah. streaming service, go and do Apple Music.
1: So for sound quality, for sound quality, all right. So I'm in the process of. Um, uh, I want to do the whole like thing where my um, it's basically iTunes Match with yeah. Apple Music. Yeah. This is where I have a problem with it. Yeah, that part's super confusing and mm. isn't isn't as exact as it should be from what all the reviews I've read. I haven't turned it on yet because I went uh, to my computer the other day it had updated iTunes, turned it on. None of my playlists were there.
0: Oh no! Also,
1: a lot of music um, that I hadn't bought off iTunes was not there.
0: Oh no! So things you'd imported in, See, that, like it, yeah, from, from CDs, CDs or any music that wow. I might have gotten from other people.
1: Wow, gone.
0: That's terrible, and um, I had to anything you purchased from like Amazon MP three or whatever because yeah. they don't sell it on the iTunes Store. Oh my!
1: Gosh. I was, I was, and um, I, I had to research it. And a lot of people were having this problem. I had to well, go already. Going to say, I'm never not <laughs> updating to the next uh,
0: iTunes <laughs> on my computers.
1: I had to go back to a previous iTunes library. Wow! Um, I had to um, pull from that, change like make sure it was all like putting everything in the right place. Um, I then couldn't access the cloud music saves. Like the the option wasn't even in the menu what? to show all music. Oh. It was just like you had to go to the store and all that kind of stuff. So what I had to do, John, I had to export a version of my library, my iTunes what? library. I had to completely um, restart iTunes, holding down options so that it, you could p- either start a new iTunes library or pick one. Start oh, a new one. No. Then my music and the cloud showed up. Then I had to import and rebuild the previous library. So from if the you exports. lost
0: anything along the way, like it's just gone.
1: Yeah, I mean, and so what I did was um, there were some songs that I think that uh, somehow got unlinked in the process, possibly. Mm. And so, I, like, I still have another step. I'm still not done with this this debacle. <sighs> oh, like, I'm no. going back and like. Making sure that everything is relinked, because there's a bunch of them that I'm like, I think I still have those. I just so need to relink them.
0: does Apple know about this issue?
1: Yes, I think so. Like the, so, are they well, working least,
0: on a version like .1? Know. Who knows? Like, like, like iTunes whatever point .1 that would potentially fix this? They
1: already like released, so there was something that was doing something else, I can't remember. And so, they released an update to fix it, and I think that's when mine broke. Oh. And. And so fix one thing, break another. Yeah. Like, but they're all like, there's people all over the forums asking, like saying that this is happening. So I'm sure like the next one will fix it somehow, but yeah, it was super frustrating in the meantime. Um, but I'm about to jump on the Apple music bandwagon because of the sound quality. And I'm like, and I, I I just like, I don't like right now. I don't like how like my music is in two places. Yeah. You know, like I have a lot of music on my, um, music app on my phone. And, but I also have my Spotify thing. And I, I just honestly just want everything all in one place. I want like yeah. every every album that I've ever imported or bought like just to show up and I can stream it if I want to, or I can download it and then st- like listen to it later. It's like the way that the app works now, you used to be able to turn off the music in the cloud. You can't anymore. Okay, on your phone.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I so you can't turn off music in the cloud. No, if you go
1: to your if you go to your music app right now, okay. it's showing you everything you've ever bought. Regardless of whether it's on your phone or not,
0: oh wow, so whenever I tell Siri to play all music, where is she pulling all music from? Is it from like am I streaming some and then i'm um, I mean, how does that work?
1: Don't know, that's weird, dude, so I'm trying to find something right now that's not on my phone at least the the things I was looking at it was it was saying that interesting. Anyway, I'll have to figure it out later. But um, so because anyway. I already
0: don't like the the new iTunes like or the uh, the new music app in your um, on your phone like in the new OS, it, it's very cluttered and looks very strange to me. Um, but anyway, uh, so this is a question for you. So if you are somebody who is on Spotify uh, right now and you have like some playlists built and like you're you're into Spotify, would you switch?
1: Would I switch I'm, yeah,
0: would you encourage people to to try out the Apple music thing um
1: and to maybe leave Spotify behind? That's up to you. like I just tried out Spotify like hardcore for the first time in the last like couple months, and so like I've built some playlists there, and I've saved a lot of albums on there and stuff like that, but I'm not real big into um like I don't need to keep that going, you know what I'm saying like yeah that's not that's not a huge deal to me um so. Uh, I guess I can rebuild it all pretty quickly in Apple Music. And that's what I'm planning on doing. Now, if you've been a, a Spotify user for years and you have a ton of playlists, and like you have a, like, I think the uh, strength of Spotify is that um, you can uh, follow your friends, see yeah. what they're listening to, see, like, view their playlist, listen to their playlists. That's a huge benefit to Spotify.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, like, that social function of Spotify is really cool, too. And, and you know, I, I, I was like if you are a, uh, artist, whether it's, you know, um, a lot of artists that I know will put together like, Hey, this is our tour playlist that we're listening to in the car all the time, you know, on on a tour. That's just a really cool way to connect with fans. It's a cool way to connect with a lot of people. Um, if you just share kind of, Hey, what, what am I listening to? So, um, right. I, I always think that like the playlist option is really cool in Spotify. So, Anyway, is there anything like that social functions in uh, Apple Music? I that haven't you've encountered.
1: N- I think you can share playlists. I don't. I don't. I don't know yet. I haven't. I haven't really downloaded or uh, delved deep into that yet. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I also wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Star Wars Card Trader. You and I both play that.
0: Yep. This is a. This is the Star Wars Card Trader update.
1: Yes. So, John, mm-hmm. I'm kind of getting, um, kind of getting burnt out on this thing.
0: Yeah. There hasn't like. Okay. So they've been introducing a lot of new sets and a lot of sets that are kind of rapid-fire sets where it's every few days they'll release a new card and that sort of thing. And some of them I jumped on board early on, but then it was like, ah, there's too many cards, I can't keep up with them all, and it just, you know, which is just like, ah, I don't even like that set very much. And so you just kind of like, you know stop picking up that set. Right. So like I have a bunch of stuff that there's the, there's the mainstays that have been going on, but I mean, there's just not been a ton of stuff that I'm interested in on it. And then the notification system is very strange on the app. Actually, like it doesn't notify you sometimes of things. Um, and that's pretty frustrating whenever you miss something because there wasn't a notification that showed up on your phone, I don't know, man. It's, it, it's an interesting app. I think, I think I'm still like, I'm still rolling on it, but I'm rolling on it for very specific things. Like I'm just looking for specific cards. I'm not, I'm not looking at, um, trying to pick up everything and I'm not trading that much. Um, you know, I'm just kind of uh, saving up credits for the things that I, I want in a week. Cause I know there's like two things each week that I'm going to want. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know man it's it's an interesting conundrum because I love this app it's it's you know so fun but then again like I think it other, about other games and other apps that I've been into and eventually they just kind of run their course and eventually like you've gotten enough enjoyment out of them where you're just kind of like ah you know I'm 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 good moving on to other experiences and other things you know
1: Yeah like what um we were talking about earlier you know like <sighs> They had a lot of cool sets, but, like, there's just so many variants now, and, yeah. like, it doesn't feel like the cards are as unique or worth as much as they were, you know, in trading power and in collectability. Just, like, some, like, I think we, uh, you got one of the, uh, there was a Shadowbox set, and I think it had, like, eight variants, yeah, across all of them. Oh, yeah, they, like a bunch. it just turned into just this crazy fest where it just like you just have so many of these. Yeah, and they're they're just worthless at that point.
0: Well, I mean, like, and then if you're not picking up, like, if you're trying to collect uh, a different variant series than other people, and the vast majority of everyone doesn't collect the same set that you're trying to collect or whatever, it's going to be very hard to trade for those cards. And and then if you pick up something, you know, uh, that's a very high value card, like a 500 count card or something like that. Then try to trade it. Sometimes nobody wants it because they, that's not the variant that they're specifically trying to pick up. Um, what is cool, they just released a, uh, a series called Posters of the Rebellion. And the Posters of the Rebellion cards are actually like the first one. It was very similar where the border outline was either uh, tan or it was um, like gray kind of or it was black. Mm-hmm. And then so then the next card they released, uh, I just thought you know, all oh, the, the variants are going to be like that now still. And then the next card that they released is actually like, it's a redesigned card from the gray to the, to the black variant. Yeah. Um, which is, which is really cool. Like it changes the color scheme. One of them is black and white uh, and looks like a big spray painted stamp type thing. And then the other one is kind of this, uh it's a dark blue and then a, a teal kind of color. So yeah. it, I mean that, really cool. that one looks amazing. So like it's, it's very hit or miss for with with me for like what sets are really kind of cool to pick up. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's kind of one of those that I will I'll open it every day and check it out, but it hasn't been on top of my, like, Oh, I've got to check that thing. You know?
1: So John, here's a pro tip. I just found it pro in, tip. in, in, in the music app on your iPhone. Oh, if you want to show your purchases, you or not show them. It's in the music app itself. It's no longer in settings. What? So you click on artists, uh-huh. or where you can drop down, and select oh, artists. Oh, and there's a little slider at the bottom. Show iTunes purchases or not show them.
0: See, this is the confusing thing that I I have been like, I can't run and run this app at the same time. I know it's so
1: it's it's so confusing and everything's so small.
0: Yeah, you have you have these two little windows, and it's either playlists or it's uh, everything else, and and so you can't really like my my eyes while I'm running are i can't see anything <laughs> <laughs> i can't see the buttons chris i know right it's like i i feel like they're they're uh pushing me closer and closer to a larger phone like and and your phone is a little bit bigger than mine so i imagine it's a little bit easier but it was not designed with the 5s in mind right so i'm looking forward to picking up that uh that 6s later this year Ooh. um and uh, I think they're gearing it towards like the plus sizes and, and the larger screen sizes um, more so than I would like them to because I just want ease of use. Yeah. And it was easy to use before. Yeah. But now, you know what I'm doing? What? Instead of actually using the music app. What? I'm telling Siri to do it. Like I I ask her to, uh, Hey Siri, shuffle all my music and she'll shuffle all my music. Hey Siri, shuffle this certain playlist, like the run, run 14 playlist. And she'll be like, Oh, I'm shuffling the run 14 playlist. And it's, I, so I really have gone 100% hands off with this app. Mm Uh, I just don't like to touch it anymore because it's just so hard for me to like wrap my head around while I'm running Yeah. or, or anything. Like if you're trying to pull something up, you know, uh, at a stoplight or whatever, it's like, you can't figure stuff out. Uh, anyway yeah so that's a downside but yes itunes I, itunes uh, or apple music go with it the
1: way to go um in terms of sound quality i'm all about
0: sound quality chris i know you know that
1: i know uh one last thing i want to talk about i feel like i'm just uh, not really griping but like i just have a lot of like i don't know just um that wasn't a gripe I, apple things. music is amazing yeah apple music i like apple music yeah yeah okay so from this, what you've explained to me apple music is
0: is really cool yeah I like it. There's there's just a hiccup in one of their updates. Correct.
1: There you, right. go. There you go. This is a gripe, though. <laughs> so I've uh, I've been using. Um, I wasn't going to the making it to the local, my local comic shop enough mm. um, every single month to pick up my books. Interesting. Yep. So I switched over to this site called ComicCartel.io, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know like if it's a uh, if it's part of a shop that that. Um, runs or if it's all online. But I switched over to that um, and started using it the past few months. Um, it's a pretty cool concept. Like, they, you know, you have a poll box and they mail them yeah. to you either every week or they'll mail in them to some you monthly. It's really
0: nice packaging, too. Yeah, and a
1: really nice packaging that, you like, fits on a on a... I think they fit 15 comics in each one and then it can fit on your shelf. And uh, and so you can get your comics that way. Great idea. I've just been getting, like missing comics for the past like three months in a row. And it's not only like comics that I subscribe to, but it's comics that like single issues that I buy. And, um, I like for instance I didn't get one last month and so I emailed them they're like hey I'll put it in the box this month. Hmm. No, not there. I got it yesterday. Oh, not man. there. Darth Vader number I think 7 mm. not there or whatever was the most recent one 8. So
0: reliability like, is just not there. Yeah.
1: And but and, and it's just the fact that I can't run down there's no it's not like I can run down to the store and tell them about it and get the new the the copy the issue yeah. that I'm missing. You know, and it's interesting, like,
0: with, with the way that physical comics are going, like, I think there's various services that will allow you to do that type of thing, but I don't know if any of them have quite nailed it just yet, and so, obviously, the comic cartel has maybe not not nailed it just yet, um, and so, like, I remember you were telling me at one point that there, the site was down, and so, like, you, oh, wanted yeah. to, you wanted to change some things that were in your pull box, but, yep. but it, the site was down, and so you couldn't uh, actually, like, change anything, so it's like, I guess I'm just gonna, you know, not get the comics that I was wanting and the ones that i wanted to remove are still going to be on there anyway i like it's there's a local place here here in nashville and i mean i haven't done the uh the 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 mail you your box type thing, but they'll they'll do something similar. But rather like they'll send it once a month or twice a month, uh, if you want, and you basically put set up a poll list with them, and then they will ship it from someplace here locally and do that. So maybe that's like a better option. Plus, in that case, like if, if something doesn't end up in there, you can call them up, right? And 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 like, you know. Hey. Uh, it's missing. Can you please stick it in my box? Right, and then they'll they'll ship it to you or whatever. And they yeah. they always have, uh, Rick's always has like always has the comics like a large. Oh, number. Yeah. And I think like you'd get a discount as well. Like if you pull your box with them and they ship it to you every time you'd go in, you know, and actually be there in the store, you'd still get like your normal right. Box That's discount, what I think I'm going so. to switch to
1: because I, I was I was kind of giving them the benefit, Karma Cartel, the benefit of the doubt through you know like they switched some to the new website and all that kind of stuff. But like all this stuff has happened after the new switch to the new website mm. and it was like three months and. A row where I've got missing comics and it's like that's three strikes, man, you're out. Like that's like that's a stress,
0: you know. That's a stress that makes it stressful. Um, and it's just like the same thing whenever like, cause like, uh, there's a store uh, in in, you know a town south of here. I I love the store, uh, but. I just can't get down there. Um right. soon like it's just not convenient. I don't I don't go over there. It's it's in Murfreesboro uh, where you live or whatever. Yeah. But way like 20 minutes away from your house even. Right. And so it's like it's you know I just don't go down there very often and so it's just like it's hard for me to uh, to keep a box there in order to uh, you know because I just don't go down there that
1: often. I know. Well that's so. the thing like you know you think about in today's world like it's hard to to figure out you yeah. know your Your uh, comics, like what you're going to do about comics um, in this increasingly digital world. Even like books, I hardly ever go to a bookstore. I buy them all off Amazon and they get shipped to me. Or I buy them and read them on the Kindle app. And so it's like, you know, just the way that we consume media is not the same. I don't like digital comics as much as I like physical comics by any means. I I love physical comics, but it's just getting increasingly harder and harder to figure out like, okay – when do I pick these up? Yeah, Where there's do logistics. I pick them up? There's yeah, logistics
0: like, involved in this case. Yeah, you know? so it's. I mean, and, and the other thing, like about uh, physical. We had a conversation a few weeks ago about physical versus digital uh, in different medium. We should put that on the uh, site at uh, StandTargetPodcast.com yes. in the in the show notes. Um, but like, we, whenever I think about um, comics and and the physical medium, they've actually been like physical sales have been increasing steadily as well as digital sales. Like comic sales are just up overall. I, it, like that is the one kind of, uh, industry these days that has not been transitioning pretty quickly to digital. Um, Video games are still mostly physical sales. Like I think the, the statistic is they're still like seventy five percent physical, but that, that is changing red, like very quickly. Um, whereas like with comics, again, the growth rate of the physical comics industry is going faster than the digital comics industry uh, at the moment. So we'll see if that ends up uh, being how it is. I mean, it's just hopefully I, that's how I like to my, consume my comics. But again, it makes it a lot harder because you got to figure out when you're going to go pick them up. And I haven't been holding. In the box anywhere right now, just because I, because of the fact that I don't know where I'm going to be and when I'm going to be there, and so it's, I just feel like I, I don't want to inconvenience a store by um, you know having them hold hold comics for me whenever I'm I'm very here and there all over the place yeah, these days. So. so you're
1: talking about you know digital um, digital media yeah and sales figures for um uh, for video games yeah this was an article from July 30th so last week. Um, it was EA's quarter one 2016 earnings report. Uh, they have seen a large – this is from IGN. EA's digital sales have seen a large increase, currently making up more than 50% of their revenue. This marks a significant jump from the 44% reported at the same time last year. Wow! So, I mean, it's already – like EA, one of the biggest publishers, um, 50 over 50% of their revenue.
0: That's amazing.
1: Like so – like that's saying – It now accounts for more money than physical media. That's amazing. Like, they're making more money off of digital um, games than physical media. You know, what's interesting
0: is they they, uh, released that – EA Access um, mm-hmm. a while back and mm-hmm. so it allows people to subscribe and to have access to a bunch of digital games and so you wonder if maybe that has played into it a little bit because they're encouraging people to purchase digital games with, uh, with yeah. that service because they discount the digital side of it. They right. discount the digital games and they have um, digital games that are for free. Right. I mean, it's just there's just a lot of things that they're pushing digital harder than almost any other publisher that I know of and so maybe that that would account for a lot of that and yeah. it's a good way to go. I mean it's you know look at Steam and and uh, the transition there. It's like it's all digital. Like if you do PC gaming, right. you're not going to a store and you're buying a physical disc. You're nope. just downloading. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I remember there was an interview with uh, uh, Reggie Philimays from from Nintendo, and the the question was asked about how he didn't know the specific numbers, but it was about how much percentage of your business is digital versus physical, and even Nintendo. Which uh, is notoriously physical based is still does uh, a large portion. I think about twenty five to percent of their business uh, in physical. And he said, you know, it's interesting to see which games people are buying digitally versus uh, physically. Like something like Smash Brothers, people are buying more physical discs of that than um, digital. But other games like uh, strategy games or longer games, um, people are buying more uh, digital than physical. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, whenever you think about it, let's say. Like, it seems like video games are moving more, are more digital, um, than physical possibly. Yeah. Um music definitely is oh yeah um, it
0: has been that way for a really long time
1: movies i don't think they are but everything has a digital copy included in it and yeah. so like that's a big thing now
0: well i was just talking to Catherine like um a couple days ago and we were talking about our dvd collection and like we haven't added to our dvd collection for a while like mm-hmm. I, I will grab some deals on the day after thanksgiving or something like that but right now we've been buying a lot of uh digital copy things like even physical things like disney movies that we'll buy we buy it because of the phys- the digital copy because it's easy to watch it on the go, you mm-hmm. know, whenever we're traveling or whatever, mm-hmm. you can pull up, you know, your Disney movie mm-hmm. and you can just watch it on your phone, you know, yeah. watch it on an airplane and you know all this stuff. So, you know, even that I feel we are pulling away from physical medium on right. that more and more, so.
1: Well, I mean, you know, except for the fact that you have to stream it and use your internet, you know, like if you have a Right, yeah, uh, an Apple TV or something to play, you know, iTunes through. Like, you can have your entire movie collection there. Yeah, and why do you need to buy the physical media? Right at and that it, point.
0: And it's like if you're going on a trip or whatever, you can always load it, like load something onto your phone. You know, uh, right. a, a couple of movies and, and watch them there. So it, I, that's kind of like where we've been for the last like couple of years, I think. And it's just weird to admit it. Like it's weird to look at your DVD right. collection and just be like, hmm, you know, yeah. Where it's like it's it's. Yeah. You just wish that it was digital, like right. you wish. Oh, I wish that all of these movies that are physical that I have here would just be in, in a cloud somewhere where I could just sift through and watch whatever I wanted. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's, it's a weird wild. world,
1: Chris. Yeah, we our, our minds are being altered, our it's, mindsets,
0: and I think even like that's you know that's something that I've just. You know, admitting now is just weird because I th- even think a few weeks ago whenever we talked about it, I was like, nah, for movies, I'm pretty much fi- physical still, you know, but it's like, I don't know that I actually am like I am. I was at that point in my mind, but like in practice, really, I'm I'm not sure where I'm at on that, you know? Right.
1: Hmm. Um, Okay. So that's what I've been up to this week.
0: Big rabbit hole there. <laughs>
1: What, um, if, what have you been up to this week? So
0: I uh, I actually have a pick of the week. Um, you want to go ahead and start pick of the week? Yeah, let's do some pick of the week. Pick of the week! Pick of the week! Okay, Chris. Yeah. So my pick of the week this week. It is actually uh, something if, if if you have a PlayStation platform mm-hmm. or and a uh, PS Plus membership, mm-hmm. this is free. Yes. So it, it costs the amount of your of your membership, is whatever. It still, that is. or was it? What uh, was
1: it for July? No,
0: no, no, it's free now. Like it was free right. as in as of like yesterday or two days ago or something nice. like that. It's the. Uh, it is uh, Stealth Inc. Uh, it, two, and it is a. Uh, Stealth Inc. to a game of clones. I knew it had like a, a subtitle there, and it's a uh, it's a stealth game, um, stealth kind of puzzle platforming game uh, for your PlayStation platforms, and so you can play it on your Vita, which is where I've been playing it because I my I have just bought the Vita recently, and it's really awesome. Uh, I really enjoy playing games on it, and then. Um, you can play it on your PlayStation 3, you play it on your PlayStation 4. So literally on any current uh PlayStation platform, you can play this game on. And it's really fun. Like I think everybody should go out and try it. I, as as everyone knows, I am notoriously bad at puzzle platformers, such as Limbo, where there was uh there was one puzzle that I, I got stuck on yes. for a good 25 minutes. Dang. And I remember Did you Limbo? I haven't finished Limbo Oh no. my gosh It's because I'm just here. It takes me so long To actually get like We need anywhere John, in this game Okay I need to just come over <laughs> And you and can sit. play it And I'll watch No no no
1: I'll sit next to you And just tell you how to do it <laughs> I like that I like that Chris Like that's fun
0: um, That is really fun Anyway so, <laughs> so So I'm notoriously bad At these games And it's But it's like This one has a really cool storyline Like you were this uh, Clone Like you're a uh, uh, Science experiment And they have you do A bunch of tests And things And the uh, The There's a the antagonist is the guy who's putting you through these tests and eventually like your plan it's obvious that your plan is to escape and not only escape but escape with as many of these clones as you possibly can. Which would ruin this scientist's day because he's just trying to uh, <laughs> he's trying to get as many tests uh, accomplished as possible, um, you know, before his the end of his shift, so he can, uh, you know, go up and be the employee of the month or something like that. So he's just this evil dude, and and so like it's this really crazy antagonistic relationship that you have where you'll be running along and there's text that'll be projected onto the wall and it's him talking to you. Um, and so like he'll, he'll, he'll help you through some of the, uh, the puzzles. And then there's other times where he's being really snarky where he's like, yeah, watch out for this one. Or like, you know, the floor drops out or something like that. And he's like, gotcha. So, I mean, there's like these weird, you know, there's these really interesting dynamic where you want to finish the puzzle because you want to stick it to the, uh, (laughs) the guy who's putting you through these. Um, so anyway, so there's that kind of underlying plot line. It's a really fun, fun game. Um, I, I have just now like gotten to the point where it, the difficulty has gone up, and I'm just kind of like, whoa, that puzzle took me probably way longer than it would take almost <laughs> anyone else. So uh, we'll see we'll see how that ends up as far as the difficulty level goes. But it does seem to be um, going incrementally, like increasing in difficulty over time more yeah. so than like Limbo. Limbo, it seems like it, it started off, and then 20 minutes in, I was stuck.
1: Okay, so (laughs) this is more of like a slow burn, like it's actually like, I don't know, more of a slow ramp up into... Yes. Yeah, harder puzzles for
0: sure. And like, like I just uh, you pick up a power up where you can like throw something, and it's an inflatable platform that'll allow you to reach other areas that you've never been able to reach before. And so, but you don't get that for a ways into the game. And so, like, you've kind of mastered these other things, and you have to stay in the shadows and stay away from turrets and cameras and other things. And so, you've kind of mastered these uh, these elements before it, it adds a new one in. Yeah, um, which is really fun. So,
1: do you think that, or do you feel like? um Uh, do you feel like right now you're further along in terms of difficulty of the puzzles than you were with limbo?
0: I think so. I really do. Um, And uh, you know, like I said, with limbo, it was, it was almost immediate that I just got stuck. Yeah. And there was one where there is this trap. um, There's a bear trap and it's on a hill. Right. Mm -hmm. And for like, you have to end up dragging the bear trap somewhere, but the, also in that scene, there's these bees. Like there's this hive of bees or whatever that's mm-hmm. behind you or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought it had something to do with the bees. I didn't realize you could even drag the bear trap. And <laughs> yes. I got stuck that's on it. That's like that. one of the first ones. Yeah, dude. that's like the second the second or third like thing. And like <laughs> I got stuck on it for a good like a good 10, 15 minutes of, like, trying to figure out what's up with these bees whenever it's really you just have to drag the bear trap out of your way.
1: That's hilarious. <laughs>
0: anyway, this so, like, those are the times that I, I end up, like, whenever I end up figuring it out, you don't feel like – like, I personally, whenever I figure out things like that, yeah. I don't feel like, oh – awesome. I'm a smart person because I figured this out and it took me a really long time, but I still figured it out. Right. I feel like an idiot because it was so <laughs> simple and it took me forever. <laughs>
1: so That's anyway, hilarious. But, but
0: this game hasn't quite, uh, the, uh, the stealth think two hasn't quite approached that either. So, um, it's, uh, it, the art, you know, the aesthetic is really cool. Um, and, uh, you can actually dress up your clone in different outfits that you collect if you can collect these uh, little briefcases along the way. That's awesome. So right now I have Viking horns.
1: Is this <laughs> is this only for Vita or is it also for PlayStation Four?
0: It's for PlayStation Four as well. And I think honestly, like it would probably be just as fun on, on any of them because on a big screen it would look really cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, on the go, it's really easy to just kind of go and do some of the tests and some of the uh, some of the rooms, um, you know, just in a quick quick little bit of time. So yeah. That's really cool. That's cool. But anyway, so if you have PlayStation Plus and a PlayStation 3 or a PlayStation 4, try that out. Um, it's really fun. It's free right now with PlayStation Plus. So,
1: yeah. That's awesome. Chris, what is your pick of the week? My pick of the week is a movie that's coming out next week, actually. I'm going to do a little <gasps> mini review. I saw a pre-screener of The Man from Uncle last night. Nice. And it was very, very good.
0: So you texted me about like picking up some passes to this or whatever. And by the time like you texted me, I clicked the link. And by the time I clicked the link, they were gone.
1: What? I literally sent that to you as soon as I got it. I don't know, and was, I was doing it. At, I sent it to you before I even signed up. You probably got
0: the, uh, you know, you probably got the last two. Oh tickets. Oh my arrived, gosh! So anyway, so how
1: was the movie, Chris? Was it good? Oh, it was really good. Yeah, this
0: is uh, oh, this is the next movie from Oh, what's his from name? Guy Ritchie. Yeah, Guy
1: Ritchie. Who uh, he's done the the past two Sherlock Holmes movies. Um, he also did like Rock and Rolla. He did. Um, uh Lockstalk and Two Smoking Barrels. So like whenever um, you
0: look at like his type of movies, um, with like the rock and roller, and then uh you look at the uh, Snatch the um yeah, all of those those types of like heist movies and, and yeah. kind of gritty um crime movies, then you look at your Sherlock Holmes. Like right. the Sherlock Holmes is kind of like if if he were to do a Harry Potter kind of a thing, you know. it's, right. it's They're not. They're not hardcore. For, they're not like you know. They're they're very aesthetically Guy Ritchie films. Right. But they're not necessarily from. from they're very that. mass
1: market. They have a right. mass market appeal. Um, you're right. They feel more like an epic kind of movie. but They're a lot, a lot more toned back in terms of, um, how he normally edits and kind of crafts these movies. In terms of what does this feel like? Yeah. This feels like more like something like Snatch. Gotcha. Um, something that's a lot. Um, a lot less um, mass market um, style like it still is it's like it's it's got great like it's got great actors in it it's got Henry Cavill is in it army hammer um, so Henry Cavill is obviously superman from Man of Steel and Batman vs superman army hammer he was in like the social network um, he was the 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 Winklevoss twins played two people in the social network. Um, Alicia Vikander, she was in uh, Ex Machina just uh, a couple months ago. Nice. Um, and so, like, it's got some great, great actors in it. And uh, Hugh Grant's in it. Um, and so it's, it's it's very much a, a – it's going to be like a – I'm going to say mass market. It's going to be a a, um, a movie that has large appeal. Yeah. Um, but it still feels like one of his more indie kind of movies in the way gotcha. that he's shot it. And, it. and I think the the subject matter lends itself to that um, because it's very like old spy movie. Like, yeah. It's very much, and it's not like old spy movie in terms of um, like kind of old James Bond movies. It's, it's old spy, like almost like, I mean, it's, it was a television show. Yeah,
0: I mean, it was a television show. Man from U.N.C.L.E. was an old television
1: show. But like it, it just feels, it just, it's just very proper and it's very like, it's, it has a lot of... Uh, um, style and has a lot of, um, um, flair to it. it's very fast just yeah. like a guy ritchie film like that's the thing about sherlock holmes there's a lot of slow exposition points like there's not a lot of there's a lot there's explaining exposition points in this but it's all in the guy ritchie style that you see in like things like snatch whenever they're talking about like how you're going to break into some place you know because yeah. this is kind of like a heist movie in terms of like you do the same things as a spy as you do whenever you're a bank robber you know like right. that you you know you're breaking into places and you're sneaking around and all this kind of stuff and um the comedy is like spot on, like the entire time, dude, like it doesn't let up and it never stops being funny. It's never corny. It's not like, you know, Hey, we're just gonna be cheesy kind of jokes. Mm. Like these characters, like they are funny because the character is a funny character, like in this situation or like in the way that they interact with each other. It's not a, like I'm going to wink at the camera kind of funny. It's, this characters, and that's, uh, that's why I like Like, the characters are consistent in the way that they portrayed. Um, they, like, in, in the ridiculous situations and yeah. in the, um, the serious situations.
0: That's awesome. I mean, and, and so, like, uh, like, that's the, one of the things that I like about, Guy Ritchie, Guy Ritchie films um, is like that—that that rapid pace to him. Like you yes. don't, because like whenever you're watching them, you have to be thinking. You right. know, if you step out of the room yep. for a second, you're gonna miss something. Yep. You know, and so like that—that's something that I, I appreciate whenever it happens in films. Um, and the only thing about like Sherlock Holmes that I, I wish was brought to the table is a little bit more of that. Yeah. But then again, like I look at those films, and uh, I mean, basically. The situations that they put forth in those films, and then the way that they handle a lot of the action and things yeah. like that, like it's very much in that style. But it, it somehow it something is a little bit slower about them yeah. than than the traditional kind of Guy Ritchie films. Right. So.
1: Well, and you know, like uh, for instance, you know, like Sherlock Holmes, it definitely feels like it has you know like a a um, it has an arc to it in terms of the energy. You know, like it'll it'll be you know he'll have the, the Um, first act, you know, have a crazy, you know, um, chase or something like that. And that, you know, and then third act will obviously be, um, crazy. Like this, just, this movie just felt like it started and then it just, at the end, doesn't stop till the end, um, in terms of energy level and the kind of things that are happening. Like, you know, even like, okay, here's a, a hotel scene. And all we're doing is basically having a conversation and then we're going to go to bed and then it's going to be the next day. But like even that that kind of a scene where it's like, you know, that's the situation, but it just has so much going on that it just never stops. And, uh, it's really, I don't know. It's really, really cool. I can't say enough good things about it. I want to, like, uh, this is another thing too. I hesitate on being like, it's a, you know, an amazing movie because I haven't, like, I mean, whenever I got done with it, I'm like, I immediately want to watch this again Like right now, like I would, if I had not been like 10 o'clock at night, I would have been like, hey, let's walk right back in and watch this again. You know, like, I don't know. Like, it's, it's a, it's a really good film. I think you should go see it. You should, you'll definitely have, it's a, it's a definitely go see if you just want a fun action movie, um, spy movie. Like, it's PG 13. There's nothing really like questionable in it. Like, there's some jokes that are, you know, like innuendo, but like nothing extreme, you know, so like it's, it's a fun movie. Um, you know like I, as funny as it is it kind of reminds me of like how funny the old show not the movie but the show get smart is but yeah. it's not that kind of a of a movie where it's making fun of spies it's like it's taking them for like what they have been portrayed as, and then using right. it. You know, so, like- is
0: this like? Here is a question for you: Is this going to be uh, like an ongoing series? Because, like, you know, Mission Impossible, right? It uh, was an old show back in the day, and yeah. they have they rebooted that with the Mission Impossible series. We were talking about that last week on the yeah. podcast a lot. Um, is this going to be kind of an ongoing uh, type of a uh, film series? It's-
1: if this does well, I could see them making more. I think it. I mean, obviously, with with more movies, you know, it always depends on how well they do at the box office. Yeah. But I could very well, you know, see this being um, a movie that um, or a series that we see again if okay. it does well. Kind of like Sherlock Holmes. You know, yeah. I, I kind of think like that's kind of that was kind of the idea is. Yeah. Hey, let's you know, let's see what happens with uh, this new set of uh, people, this different premise. Um, It's it's kind of interesting that both of the 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 movies that of Guy Ritchie's that are going to get possibly get sequels. You know, like Sherlock Holmes is um, basically his take on a different character. This is his take on his television show. Yeah. Um, And so it's interesting that they're not original films, but Hmm. you know, I uh, I I really liked the movie. It's 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 definitely it's just a lot of fun, dude. Like. a lot of fun. That's
0: awesome, dude. Isn't there a new like Sherlock Holmes movie that's going to be coming out with uh, with uh, Christopher? Uh, or- it's already
1: out. It's called Mister Holmes. Nice, and it's got. Um, I want to see it, dude. Oh man, the guy who plays Gandalf.
0: Yeah, it's got uh, Gandalf in it.
1: It's got Gandalf <laughs> in it. Yep, Gandalf <laughs> is playing uh, Sherlock Holmes. I've heard that it's whatever. It got it got middling reviews. It didn't. Uh, it wasn't like super exciting. It's basically like, hey, this is Sherlock Holmes. As an old guy,
0: yeah, yeah. a and long, long retired and near the end of his life, Sherlock Holmes, Ian McKellen, grapples with uh, uh, an unreliable memory and must rely on his housekeeper's son as he revisits the still unsolved case that led to his retirement. Mm. I mean, it sounds, it sounds like it, I mean, it sounds intriguing. It sounds intriguing. It sounds like something that I'll watch eventually. Um, sounds like something I'd watch on like a Sunday afternoon. Right. And like it's like, it like and I'd, I'd probably love it, but it, then it's like you love it in certain situations, but I don't know that I, I, I don't know that I want to go see it out in theaters. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it, it is doing pretty well though. I mean, Metacritic has it at 67. Uh, yeah. it's a, it got a 7.5 on IMDB, 87% from Rotten Tomatoes. Oh mm, well, that's not bad then. I mean, it's really not that bad. Um, and, and it's just heard see, some
1: crazy reviews, you know,
0: it just seems like that may be a little bit slower than what people are expecting from a, uh, from a Sherlock Holmes kind of a thing. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's just, yeah. I mean, cause if you go into a movie like that, I, I feel like you, if you expect something that it's not, um, which again, reading that premise, I don't know how you can expect it to be super upbeat and super, you know, fast paced or whatever. um, yeah. I, anyway, so I do want to see that one. Maybe I'll go see that in theaters. I don't know. I think I'll go see Mission Impossible uh, first. Oh, I
1: really want to see Mission Impossible three. Um, I also wanted to see. Vacation. Here's the
0: thing that I want to hear, Chris. Uh, or, and
1: sorry, not, not three. Uh, I guess it's Mission Impossible five. Five.
0: Next, like the next thing that I want to hear is I want to hear a comparison to uh, to um, man from, from Uncle. Yeah, to man from because they're both spy movies. Yeah. Um, They're both from that same, uh, like, the original IP is from the the 60s. Um, I think Man From U.N.C.L.E. debuted... A few years earlier, and I think it was earlier. And it's earlier set
1: then. in the '60s, still, right. whereas Mission Impossible is not.
0: Correct. Um, and so, like, yeah, I mean, you know, I want to want to see what like what does the spy genre look like these days? Yeah. And I think whenever we were talking about the uh, Marvel movies um, right. back on the Ant Man review, oh. um, whenever we were talking about how how does uh, the uh, Captain America Winter Soldier? Because a lot of people build that, which I wouldn't call it this at all, but a lot of people build that as like a spy. I like, thought oh, it's thriller. a spy movie. Yeah, it's like a spy thriller. Franchise and it's like, no, it's not.
1: But my my, I, my rebuttal is always, have you seen a spy movie?
0: Yeah, I mean it's like have you you know, the uh Mission Impossible series is a perfect series. Like, look at any of those films and it's like it doesn't really fit with doesn't like, really hold up. It doesn't really stack up. Right. Um, you know, and some some of the same it may have some of the same tropes and some of the same like beats as a spy movie, but right. it, it really doesn't have that with it, you know, like right. spy game. Yeah. Same actors spy fi- game. I think my
1: favorite but spy no. movie. <laughs> Right,
0: yeah. Spy game is amazing. If you haven't seen Spy game,
1: oh man, you need
0: to go watch Spy game. or Also, or rent Spy game.
1: Once you watch Spy game, then watch every Tony Scott movie he ever directed. Yeah, because they're very good. They're,
0: they're very good.
1: Starting with Top Gun and on.
0: Oh yeah, dude. It's uh, whew, Tony Scott, man.
1: Yes, awesome. Um, so what I was gonna say was, it's gonna, it's. I think it's inter- really interesting that this year we're, because all from by all accounts, Mission Impossible is great. Um, yeah. I expect. I anticipate um, the next uh, Spectre, the next 007 James yeah. Bond film, to be great. We
0: are, we are. Uh, so, maybe it's a second renaissance of the spy movie, Chris.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, uh, that would be three great spy movies in the same year. That'd be wild,
0: dude. And, it, it, and are spy movies the next uh, the next superhero film? I don't like know. Is- maybe.
1: Is that what I we're could, gonna have? I could see that. That'd be cool. It'd be
0: really fun. I, I think like there's a lot in that genre that is really good. Um, if they bring out another born movie, I would be excited to that, see that. I mean, they're doing that another kind of born movie. I mean, it's you know, so Matt Damon I, and Paul Greengrass are back. It's it's a genre that I definitely think has enough variance, like, just like superhero movies, where there's enough variance in them that yeah, that's not a well that's going to go dry.
1: Well, there's just so many time periods you can hit. You know, yeah. a spy in the 60s is way different from a spy now versus a spy, you know, even before then. You know, like I think there's a Oh, uh, man, what's that show on uh effects? Um it's it's basically Burn Notice? No, it's it's basically <laughs> set in the American Revolution oh. about spy, British spies or hang on, American spies in the British army or British spies in the American army, something like that. That's awesome. Um,
0: I mean, you're right. Like time periods, you can you yeah. play around with that, but you can also like, I think almost in any, space, almost any director spies in space <laughs> and almost any director can bring their, uh, their personal flair to a spy movie. Um, so a, a spy movie by JJ Abrams is obviously not the same as a spy movie from, uh, Oh, Guy Ritchie, you know? So it's right. You, you have these vastly different kinds of styles and different stories that can, can be told, uh, through you know spy movies, I, I think that'd be really cool. So yeah. anyway,
1: the FX show is well. First of all, there's the Americans, those yes. are Russian spies in the U.S. That wasn't what I was talking about, but that's another, another kind of time another, period. another another time period. Um, what is what is the American Revolution one? Hang on, I'll figure it out. It sounds really intriguing, Chris. American. <laughs> While well, I spell this out, Revolution. <laughs> Revolution. Sounds like it'd be a, sh- a song,
0: you, you basically turn, just it's called wrote a song. turn. There you go.
1: Washington's Spies. That's cool. So, so it's, it's
0: obviously American Spies and, and it's British not on
1: yet. FX, it's on AMC. That's why I couldn't find it. Easily. Yeah, there it is. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 the uh, I guess it's George Washington's Spies inside the British. We need to Army. uh,
0: we need to watch that. I want to see that. I want to figure it's that got out. It's got the
1: dude from um, uh, he was in King Kong, not he was like the young. Young guy in King Kong. I think he early was early
0: edition. Uh, guy? At po-
1: no, at, that no, not Kyle Chandler. At one point, Kyle he, would At one amazing. point, this dude was in. Um, pretty sure he was in like a Green Day uh, music video or something.
0: I I would not know. I'm not up on my Green Day <laughs> music is, videos, Chris. This was a long time I'm ago. I'm really I'm really not current.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this was a long a long oh, time ago. Oh, Hang oh, on, you'll know this guy when you see him. My, Jamie uh, Jamie Bell, my, my, which,
0: my punk revival. You've seen bands, this guy before. Music busy, video. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Wait, is he in Fantastic Four too? Uh, looks like it. What?
1: <laughs> yeah. What is he doing in Fantastic Four?
0: <laughs> What's he doing in that movie? It's almost like he's an actor
1: or something. Oh, I just want to know who he is. He's. Oh, <laughs> The thing, yeah, that's wild. He well, that's why you would never intern. recognize him, is because he's you know, yeah, he was in Snow. Oh, yeah, Snow Piercer, The Adventures of Tintin. Really, yeah, he was uh, a voice in that. Jane Eyre, which um, actually, did
0: you ever watch The Adventures Defiance. of Tintin? Defiance was good. I feel like The Adventures of Tintin was like underrated, very, very underrated. Yeah. I, I re- really enjoyed that movie. He was in Flags
1: of Our Fathers, King Kong.
0: It reminded me of that other unrelated movie. What was it, uh, uh Sahara? Oh, Sahara. With uh, Matthew McConaughey yeah. and... Uh, Let's see what that has on Rotten Tomatoes. And, and what's his name? Oh, what was the uh,
1: the comedian... Uh, uh, James... I don't know. Zahn. Steve Zahn. Yeah, Steve Zahn. Uh, had him at Oh, why do they call him James? <laughs> James.
0: James Zahn. James Zahn. <laughs> uh, it, it, there was around the same time that Steve Zahn was in the movie with Christian Bale where they were in the... Uh, in the um, like out, out, they basically did this trek and Christian Bale being the actor that he is, he actually starved himself for like months before filming
1: it. I mean, he's done that several times. Yeah.
0: But I yeah. mean like this was one where he was portraying a starving person. And so he, he starved himself anyway. So yeah. It, anyway. All
1: right. Sahara with Matthew McConaughey.
0: Rescue or, Dawn.
1: That's what that movie was Rescue called. Dawn, yeah, you're right. It has a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. So not great. Sahara
0: was good though. You also, you, you want to know what also
1: has a, has a uh, not great score on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, I'm all in for this. Fantastic Four. Okay. How low do you think it is?
0: Um, okay. So the the bar for superhero films these days mm-hmm. is set pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people like a lot of big names, and they like, uh, I don't know. I'm going to say, okay, so if you saw it just now, I'm going to say it's in the 30s, like the low 30s.
1: 9%. Ooh. I don't know that I've seen a uh, that's a, a, a major release Chris, that low. That's got to be unnaturally low, right Let now. me see how many critics have reviewed it already. That's but it's got to be unnaturally. It's low. got a nine percent critic score. Um, what has it got as far as a viewer score? Ninety-three though? critic reviews.
0: What has it got as far as a?
1: Uh, it doesn't have like they don't like Rotten Tomatoes. Doesn't really. They have a want to see, like. At this point, but they don't have a, yeah. a audience score. Right I
0: always now. feel like, you know, that's the, what I like to see is like, what, what do people, the general populace, what do they rate that, you know, because again, like a movie like Sahara, it's like, while uh, it's not going to win any, you know, any awards, it it was a fun movie to watch. You know, it was a fun movie for an audience to, to watch and sit through had some cool music, had some cool action. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was a good, a good I would say you wouldn't, wouldn't have wasted your hour and a half of watching Sahara, but it's only got a 37. So it's like I wonder, you know, wonder where this sits with most people, like audiences who've so seen the, it. The
1: top reviews: Entertainment Weekly is bad, New York Daily News is bad, Los Angeles Times. Well, is Chris. Bad.
0: Next week's podcast is going to be very
1: interesting. <laughs> yep. Tune in to hear if we like uh, Fantastic Four. Yep. Despite – maybe maybe we'll go in with such low expectations. Like a 9%, that's horrible. Dude, I don't even know. Like I don't even know if I – like thinking about that score,
0: like if you like upgrade that to a scale of 10, that's a 1. That's a 1 out of 10. Yeah. That's less than a one out of ten. Or
1: a like if it was a if it was out of five, so it would be a, like a half point out of five. Yeah, it'd be like like, if,
0: like a half star. Oh my
1: gosh. Like dude, out of five. That's terrible.
0: It's weird, man.
1: I mean that's it's basically strange. well, you know, when we were talking about like this is garbage. Yeah, like, like uh, I feel like that's garbage. Like level.
0: like again, anything that I personally, like this isn't saying anything about this movie because we haven't seen it. But like if you know, if something goes below five, it's a, I wish I hadn't, you know, or, or I would have been better off not seeing that movie, you know, but a five and above seems like that's, that's, hey, I'm glad I saw that. This is wild, John. It's very strange. I mean, if I were to look at Sahara, I would probably give that a
1: good, like, I yeah. think that's probably accurate. Yeah, what was that? You know, like, well, well I'm just thinking 30, like. A, I'd probably give that like a, a five or six. I'd probably six. give that about a
0: six. Yeah, you know, six. A good, good six. six. You know, so it's like, hey, it's a fun It's a hard movie. six. Yeah, it's a six where it's like, but I, I was happy I saw it, you know. But man, that's wild. Okay, we'll find out about that, but those are our picks of the week. All right, Chris, that was a rather long pick of the week section and the rather long, like, hey, what's going on section. I think the, the what's going on section was longer than our
1: pick of the week. It was. Um, but I had a lot going on John let's uh, let's talk about you did have a lot, a lot, going a lot of issues on. to talk about
0: so so weird like all of a sudden it's just like you t- chose to just go out there and live life Chris yeah to its fullest I, I left my cave it was amazing um anyway so uh, I mean I guess that's what happens whenever you're four hours one way in a car you know it's that's true
1: you get yeah. a lot of things done
0: you get a lot of thinking done too a lot of yeah Mm-hmm. Um. All right, so talking about Gamescom, Chris. Yeah. Let's just hit the highlights, our personal highlights of Gamescom. All right. Um. Because again, not all about all of the news. I'm prepared for this. You're prepared for this. All right, so do you want to alternate? Is that how you sure. want to do this? that's fine. Okay, I've got three things I want to talk about. All right, you go first. I'll go first. All right, so the very first thing I want to talk about is Tomb Raider. Mm. The, uh, the gameplay that they showed on that so amazing like uh the way they've updated that system uh the the reboot of tomb raider is is awesome and if you haven't played it go ahead and play it it's it's on uh xbox 360 and um ps3 as well as ps4 and xbox one so there's no excuse for people to not play it and if no they uh, have bought a console sometime in, some on, time in the last PC. 10 or 12 years yeah it's also on pc so um but it's a really good game This one explores more of kind of that open world kind of choose your own method uh, type of a a scenario where like you can... Get these poison darts. You can swim in the in the rivers and ravines and sneak up on people. That way you can jump in through the trees, which is new. Um, whereas before there was this open world and you would be able to do various things and, and take out people. That, uh, basically choose the order with which you take take things out, and to, uh, you can even stealth around and not take anybody out at all. But in this one it seems like they're they're doubling down on that. Like they're doubling down on player choice. Um, the one thing that I did notice that it looks like there's a lot of uh, I mean from a story perspective it looks like there's a lot going on there there's some layered stuff but uh I was wondering Chris do you think there's going to be like a no kill walk like a no kill version of this game like will you be able to go through this game like I'm always intrigued no. about like how much player choice there truly is involved in this because it's like some games give you player choice of like hey which direction do you go left center or right and then once you're in you're in or whatever but it's basically the same thing but this game they're the way they're talking about this thing, I'm just wondering if there's if there's sections or if the entire game you could potentially stealth your way through it and just knock people out and stuff. Well, you, not I, that I ever play games that way. I think but. It,
1: it, I, I think you can stealth your way through it mm. in terms of not raising an alarm and everyone coming and like it devolving into a shootout. Yeah. Do I think that you'll be able to stealth your way through it by not killing anyone? No. Okay. Um, because those are two completely different mechanics. They are. And. Um, this is, this is Tomb Raider, and yeah. I mean the the first one. Yeah, I mean this is not this is this is Laura Croft who doesn't mind killing everybody. Right, right, so right. I don't think we're ever, we're gonna see the but you know for instance Modern Warfare two had some great stealth parts. Oh yeah, where you're sneaking around. You're right. You still kill people. That's true. You just kill them with a silencer. <laughs> You just just (laughs) kill him with a
0: knife instead of with a gun.
1: Exactly. You know, so, which I love stealth stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. And honestly, like, you know, that was kind of something that everyone brought up. Like, oh, Laura, you know, she's like supposed to be like so unskilled and then she ends up killing everybody on the island. Like last time, like, I don't really care. Whatever. It it, it made sense.
0: It made sense to me, like, in, in that, like, you know. I don't know. Like it, it made sense from a narrative perspective in my mind. Like, I mean, it did, it did seem a bit like quick, maybe like, well, like the
1: first time, like she kills somebody, she's like, Oh, and then, you know, it's traumatized. Yeah. And they then, make a huge and then she kills deal a about it. A billion more people.
0: Yeah. And then it's <laughs> like after that very first one where it's like, you know, it's, it, it, you know, it's just like, Oh no, let's just keep doing this. You yeah. Know, it's, it's okay now. And so like, that seemed a little bit strange. That, that transition seemed a little quick, but other than that, like it was, it was totally fine because like you said, this is a, you know, it's a video game and these were obviously really bad people and yeah, they needed to be, needed to be dealt with and it's a survival situation.
1: So I'll, I'll show you this, but I'll post a link on the, uh, in the podcast. Yeah. But- I took a picture at one point um, after I got my first shotgun with Laura, and like I just manhandled a bunch of dudes just yeah. laying there dead on the road. <laughs> it's like, well, um, you uh, learned how to use that pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like you said, it's it's like <laughs> there's they make a big deal about the very first uh, the very first time that she has to kill somebody or whatever in that game, um, but then like after that, it's like, nope, we're just waxing dudes left and right.
1: <laughs> Waxing dudes. Um. So, Chris. Yeah. What is your first game? Oh, so I want to talk about Quantum Break, John. Yes. This is my kind of game. Okay. We hadn't seen a whole lot, like, and didn't really understand, a lot, like, how it would work up until um, this. And honestly, what we had seen has changed because they changed the actors. They like changed, a lot. Yeah, they changed like basically everything.
0: Like some of the gameplay even like looked like it looked way fa- more fast paced
1: and looked a lot more shooter esque. Yeah. Um, which so, I like. So I'll post all these gameplay um, trailers on com. But um, so Quan or Break, basically you have some kind of control of time and you can freeze it. Um, I don't know if you can freeze it only in certain locations or how it works exactly. But Yeah, then-
0: well, it seemed like from the gameplay, like whenever they were talking about it, that it might be that it time freezes for everyone else or rewinds and goes forward. Like there, there are various things that happen with time, but you're left unaffected, r- right? Like relatively unaffected. And so like whenever explosions go off, it'll like freeze time within a certain range of that explosion. Right. And So like within even that gameplay, what I liked about it was there was, um, certain uh, situations like an explosion would go off here and there's a really slow, uh, period over there. But then the, like the greater world around you is moving slow but it's moving at a slightly faster rate than the explosion in this range is, and then you're having fights with other people who are, you know, have these backpacks on that allow them to go super fast. Well, they allow them to basically speed up do the, time.
1: No, basically do the same thing you do. Like oh, that's they, right. The whatever your, however your, you change time. Right. They are unaffected. Right. And uh, and so you're fighting them that way. So I mean, the gameplay was super cool in terms of like just how the combat actually yeah. looked and what it was doing and the mechanics. Like it's gonna be super super fun to uh, to. Play um, just the vibe of the game was really really cool. You have like this kind of um, uh, this past like the the narrative looks like it will be told to kind of like through these um, fleeting glimpses of the past that you get. Um, so the, the characters are the main character you follow around someone called Jack Joyce, and you uh, it's focused on his brother William Joyce. I think the villain is uh, named Paul Serene. So the main character is played by Sean Ashmore, um, his brother is Dominic Mahon uh, again. Uh, and then the um bad guys Aiden Gillen uh, so Sean Ashmore like from X-Men yeah they made a big deal about that when they brought him out on stage Iceman um, Dominic Ma- Monaghan why can't i say his I name I think it's Monaghan,
0: isn't it Monaghan I don't know if, is I don't it know Monahan
1: I don't know if you pronounce the g, g? okay so Dominic Monaghan anyway he was uh, in uh Lost yeah he was also Pippin yeah he was also Pippin um, yep. and then uh, Aiden Gillen is or Gillen i don't know how he pronounces his name let's let's see <laughs> does, it, does it tell me Easily? No, I'm no. Not gonna worry about it. Not uh, he's, he's he's a little finger in Game of Thrones.
0: Nice. I mean it's like the bring in the star power. You oh know? yeah, for sure. And uh and that's different. Like those uh like before I don't remember there being big names attached to this. Like, and that's another big change since the last time we saw this. Um there is a TV portion of this uh game as well, like yeah. where you'll play through a section of the game. Um, This was how it was originally like pitched like last year. So maybe this has changed even maybe it's more of like a freewheeling thing where it doesn't automatically happen. Um, But where the way it was originally pitched was you play through a a period of the game and then as the protagonist trying to figure out what happened and then you watch like a half hour episode of television um, kind of relating to what's going on on the villain side. So, like, maybe if there's a time travel element, maybe it's a flashback or something like that, like giving you some insight into what's going on 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 uh, the the bad guy side. Yeah. Um, and then you play through some more game play, and then have another another section of this. And so, like, I don't know if it's still like that or not, but there is a TV element to this. So, bringing the star power in my mind, it feels a little bit better than uh, than maybe it was originally. Thought too. Yeah, and even
1: yeah. the the footage that they did show from the TV trailer looks super cool. Yeah, you know, agreed. Um, so yeah, like I'm not sure exactly how it's going to work, and I don't like they haven't really explained still how it's going to work in terms of how does it play with the story because at one point we also heard that like depending on what you do in the game you'll see a different episode of the TV show and so it's like interesting. You know, I don't you know who knows how much of that's actually going to go on. Honestly, though, what um, uh, I was talking to uh, Fultron about earlier this week is, you know. <sighs> The, something that makes a game, a, uh, worth your time is the actual game element, and so it looks Correct. like the gameplay is fun. The problem is, do they have a strong enough story for you to sit there and watch half-hour blocks worth of television? Because that's yeah. what that's what drives story. You know, like because you can have a video game that basically has no story, and it's still really fun to play. Oh yeah. Okay, but at that point, you can only rely on your story so it has to be a good story well
0: we were just talking about tomb raider like the gameplay within the game of tomb raider is strong enough to overlook the yeah. uh the, that that kind of narrative break that we were talking about where it's you know they make a big deal about killing one person and then the next the next area you know the next day or whatever you're you end up killing a lot of people so it's like it, the gameplay is is fun enough to overlook that yeah. uh, narrative kind of strangeness But so like i wonder like you said it's like maybe these are skippable um so maybe if the gameplay is way better than the TV show and the story isn't as good maybe you can skip these um, but if you can't skip them if they're unskippable that's really interesting you know because I, mean, because I don't it,
1: think they're I, um, yeah they're gonna be unskippable if, if this is the story like they're not gonna let you skip through this I mean but
0: some some games will let you skip through some stories you know but but I, don't, I don't know
1: the way this is built I don't think that they're gonna if they're relying on this as, like, this is their... Their their hook. Yeah, exactly. They're yeah. not going to be like, well, you can skip it if you want to. Right. Like, that's... It seems weird, yeah. It seems seems dumb. I think, I think like, uh, and that's why they also need to be careful about the messaging on the front end, about, like, about how, what this is like and how it actually plays out, because they just need to be upfront with people, be like, hey, this is what this game is. Yeah. Like... If you don't want this kind of experience, don't buy this game and play it. Right. You know? That's what needs to happen.
0: Right. Because at the moment, you know, it looks like two kind of different experiences. It looks like there's this television show and it looks like there's this shooter game. Right. And it's like the shooter game looks really compelling. The television show looks really compelling. But how do they combine? And right. like, how does that work? Because again, like if you get to a point where it triggers one of these scenes mm-hmm. and then. You didn't want to trigger it right then, like what if what if you're like about to leave or about well, to save save and then leave and then you get to the end of the level and then all of a sudden it's just like oh yeah here's this television show starting up that you didn't want to watch right now.
1: I think it's going to give you the option, you know, like kind of like um, I don't know. That's going to like just go straight into it. Um, you didn't? Did you play the, any of the campaign on Battlefield Hardline? Mm-hmm. Was, so those no. were te- supposed to be television quote unquote episodes. Gotcha. And yeah. um, each so mission. each yeah, and so I, I think each level this is entire speculation but for just from like the what they've kind of described each level will start off with a an episode of television Gotcha. and then it's like you know whenever you're sitting down hey I'm gonna be here for at least probably an hour and gotcha. so you watch the half-hour TV episode and then you play you know and so yeah I I think it will be a little more controllable like that like you're not yeah. gonna be like stuck and then you can't get back and never watch it again it'll you know if you have to leave you can probably watch it again or something like that so
0: yeah yeah um, smarter minds than me have thought about this exactly but the the, <laughs> the
1: thing that intrigues me like is just the way that the story is being told throughout the game as well like in those kind of like flashback where you're kind of like looking at time tears kind of like yeah time unravels it kind unravels of it kind, kind of reminds me of like things like you know like kind of reminds you of pieces of bioshock in ways it mm. kind of reminds you of of fear uh, that game um Like in the way that the uh, the glitches are working. Yeah. Um, And uh, I also
0: thought it kind of reminded me of of uh, one of the gameplay trailers for the Division, like where you were able to see like some of the subway things, like what disaster happened here. Yeah. You know, and it would rebuild it in a hologram for you. So like it kind of reminded me a little bit of that. Yeah
1: had and that vibe i'm super super excited to, to play this this is like this is my kind of game that vibe is is like that's up right up my alley like the gameplay looks like it's super super um fun like not super complex but complex enough to uh uh you require some skill yeah um and then just the idea like of the tv show just really intrigues me still
0: yeah so my next one scale bound yeah, are you pumped for this? I am not pumped for this. Okay, I thought I might be though. Like it's a it's a game from Platinum. It's Platinum usually does like these action games that are uh, really complex and things. Um, but this one, like, it, like the aesthetic, amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I loved the the way everything looked, the way the world looked, and everything. But as I watched this gameplay trailer, that I was super pumped to see, yeah. and I started off really excited about it. Yeah, like it ended up. Looking and 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 the gameplay of it seemed very fable like yeah. where you're kind of just running around and, and slashing with the same attacks uh, yeah. th- these enemies, and that was the part that, that didn't appeal to me. Like if they changed some of the way that that works, like I would love an RPG kind of a uh, a world like that where you're controlling a dragon and there's all these other dragons and maybe your dragon friends can come inside your world or whatever. This sounds really cool. Yeah, and looks really cool. The aesthetics right. are great. The music was really nice in that right. in that gameplay, um, but. The gameplay actually didn't didn't really appeal to me that much uh, once I actually started seeing it in action.
1: Yeah, I agreed. Like, um, I, mean, I like dragon stuff. I like I really liked Crimson Dragon. It was uh, yeah. basically an on rails kind of shooter um, for the uh, Xbox One whenever it launched. Yeah. Um, and I like dragon stuff. Um, and I liked the concept in general, but yeah, like I, the gameplay, like just doesn't intrigue me. Yeah. It doesn't look like it's fun. doesn't look like it's complex. And all. I, we could be wrong. I haven't put my yeah. hands on it and played it, but at least from what we saw. And even like in the music, you know, you said you like the music, like, I guess it's nice, but it didn't really feel like it fit the world. Yeah, um, I can see that. I, I don't know. Like, I just wasn't impressed by it. Um you guys should let us know what you think. We'll see. I mean, I,
0: I really, like I said, I love the aesthetic and maybe, maybe it'll end up being something a little bit more fast paced and a little bit more, um, yeah. you know, together whenever it ends up coming out. But, uh, but yeah, that was one that I definitely wanted to mention cause I was super excited about it going in. Yeah. And then afterwards I was just kind of like, Oh, maybe that one's not on my like radar. Very, very yeah.
1: high. Um, something I wanted to talk about. Um, there was, this is. We knew about this before Gamescom, but uh, details about Hearthstone's Grand Tournament expansion that's coming out uh, came out, and basically, it's a uh, uh, it's like one hundred and fifty new cards um, it, that are going to be introduced, and they're going to do uh, introduce some new game mechanics. So one of them is called Jousting, and so um, you throw that a, awesome. You throw a, a minion out on the battlefield. It'll say something like, um, it, "You will each draw a card from your deck." The one with the highest um, mana cost wins, and then it will—that's the jousting part—and then it will do something specific, like heal, give you know eight health to your hero, wow. or something crazy like that. Um, cool. So, like, it—it it kind of—it's—it's uh, um, it's interesting. Like, it adds another element to like the cards in your deck, where like okay, well, I kind of want, almost kind of want to stack my card in terms of, or my deck in terms of, like, high count cards, because then I might win more jousts that way.
0: Right, well, and then, I mean, it adds this element to the gameplay that is kind of like they could, you know, start a joust at any time, and so you you have to be prepared for it, and it, Balancing is going to be interesting with that like where how do they balance everything that came before and how does how do these buffs that you get for winning one of those how can right. that potentially change the game well so.
1: and what what another thing that's interesting is the um supposedly like a lot of these cards in the grand tournament cards um are going to do things that will slow down the game. I think that's something that a lot of players are uh they, they want the game to be like a little more control oriented versus mm. just attack, attack, attack. Yeah. Cause you know, like you get, you do get a lot of, get in a lot of matches with people who are built for attacking. Right. And like within like four or five moves, you're gone yeah. or you have no chance of returning, you know. And um, I think that's what was where, where like whenever I encountered people like that like
0: that the way I set up my deck um just early on especially because I didn't have a lot of these high level attack cards was I would set it up for defense. Like if I could just withstand the first like, I think it was five turns or right. four or five turns I would win. Yeah. Like, I kind of, like, got it down to that. And, like, the only hiccup with that is whenever you encounter someone who's using the same strategy as you right. are. Right. And it's, like, you're both just building your defenses higher and higher and higher. And it's, like, are we going to have enough damage to actually yeah. <laughs> take each other out here? You know, so, anyway.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, control decks are, like, I enjoy them more than attack decks. Um, and... uh it just kind of depends on what I kind of mood am in. Like the thing I I am hesitant to about this is is I enjoy playing this on my iPhone. I rarely yeah. play it on my PC, and yeah. most of time on my iPhone, I don't have time for a no. thirty minute match. You
0: have time for ten minutes, yep. you know.
1: And so, like, yeah, I would love it if I could, you know, like you know, really work through a deck and really like kind of control this a little bit more, but. Honestly, most of the time I just want to you know, get it over with. I either want to get killed fast, or I want to kill them fast.
0: Right, right. And so that's kind of where I'm at too. You know, it's it, the uh, the nugget sized thing. Is, it feels like it's perfect for mobile, and then you know that's hopefully that doesn't change too drastically with this new thing. So, right. Yeah. I
1: think I don't. And I don't know that it will. I think it was just like, hey, let's give these other decks, control decks, more of a shot at winning.
0: For sure, Chris. The last thing yeah. on my list. Yeah. Mirror's Edge gameplay. There was a new Mirror's Edge gameplay video, um, and it looks amazing. It looks incredible. Um, This is a game that I was excited about before, uh, just based on I think like just the aesthetic of it, because it just the the rooftops and the the buildings it all just looks super clean and this kind of a dystopia where the the some corporation has iron grip control over things and and i mean it's just a super cool concept um so i like the gameplay running along the walls it all looks super smooth i liked the idea that it seemed like anything that you wanted to do was possible. You just had to find the right route. And so it wasn't like there were arrows pointing, hey, this is something you can wall run on, and this is something you can grab. It just kind of happened, and it just kind of was there. Uh, that was really cool. I, I really enjoyed that that aspect of it. But the combat also looks amazing. At the end of the, the gameplay trailer, you kind of get this idea of what what does combat look like in this. So, in this type of a game where you have, uh, it's not a shooter, and so you're using your fists and your feet to fight people. And it just was amazingly well done as far as those kind of animations. It looks fun. Um, And then the traversal aspect, like, you know, whenever you're just kind of running along a wall and jumping from platform to platform, there's this uh, first-person platforming element that also looks really fun. So, it makes just the act of getting from here to there really, really fun, yeah. and so yeah, I, I'm excited to get my hands on this game, and to get good at it, and to be able to string these combos all together. So Yeah, it
1: looks really, really cool. Oh, so um, good. I, I actually can't wait for Mirror's Edge, the first one, to uh, become backwards compatible, so nice. I can play it on my Xbox One. Nice, dude. Yeah. Uh, speaking of backwards compatibility, the last thing I have in terms of Gamescom, they announced uh, that if you buy Gears of War, the, I think it's called Ultimate Edition, Yeah. Um, the basically remake of Uh, an HD remake of the first Gears of War and play it between its release and the end of December, you will get all four Gears of War games, 360 games, Baxter-compatible, for free. That's amazing. So you can play on your Xbox One.
0: That's amazing. And I think there are a lot of people who... Saw the Master Chief Collection, so the Halo Master Chief Collection with all of the game, all of those Halo games, yeah. uh, minus uh, ODST and minus a couple others. Yeah, uh, I think it was Reach. Um, they saw that pack, and then this one was was announced where just the first Gears of War uh, mm-hmm. was was in this remake, and mm-hmm. so they were kind of disappointed that it didn't include these other games. And but guess what? Now it includes those other games, right? Maybe not necessarily the uh, like a, a new reskinned, updated version of it, right? But at the very least, it does include them that you can play on your uh, your new console, your Xbox One. So yeah. that's really cool. That's yeah. that's good fan you know fan service there
1: for sure. Yeah. Well, that's all we have from Gamescom, um, and this episode has been really long. Yeah, it's a pretty long episode, yeah. man. So we had uh, we had some stuff that we we were going to talk about. Maybe we'll push that off to next week. Yeah. 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 Um, talking about. What games we're gonna buy this fall, yes. and how we're making those decisions. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, I did want to mention one more thing, John. Yeah. This Monday night. Monday night. One of our favorite television stars, Stephen Amell. Yeah. Is going to be on WWE Monday Night Raw. That's awesome. He's going to fight Stardust. Dude, that's amazing. Yes, and uh, I'm gonna watch it.
0: I love. I love. The, there was a moment where Stephen Amell went to one of the matches, and who's in the and they, they just got to do a stare down. Like, they, they just got into this weird stare down, right. and you're just like, whoa, something's going to happen. Yeah, so here's, here's the here ex- ex- explanation.
1: Is. This is on Entertainment Weekly. He says, um, he's going, uh, Amel, star of Arrow and a vocal fan of WWE, will officially participate in a WWE's Monday Night Raw on August 10th. The announcement comes after months of Amel's quote-unquote feud with Stardust, a.k.a. Cody Rhodes. It all began when Amel visited a Raw event on Memorial Day. From... Uh, Stephen Amell had a stare down with him and he says, you, tr- you tread carefully Stardust at Stardust WWE or I'll be back. From there Stardust Incorporated Amell's or rather Oliver Queen's, you have failed this city into one of his matches. Oh, and Amell-, no. Amell responded accordingly. Oh <laughs> no! So he said um, he said, you have failed this city in one of his matches and Stephen Amell said, that son of a bitch stole my line. <laughs> oh, and he's dressed up in an Arrow costume. Um... And then he says, you know, the saying, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. I disagree. Somebody point me towards Stardust. (laughs) And now the showdown is official. The only question remaining, will Amel bring any leather wearing back up? That would be cool if he I mean, brought his
0: team, dude. If, if, if like, uh, if it's if, like a tag team. If, if like Arsenal and Black Canary and Diggle. and Diggle and everybody shows up, that'd be just really incredible. That'd be
1: amazing. Um, so like, I think I, I would lose uh, my mind. I um, I'll post. There's this. So I I'm, I don't know anything about like <laughs> no, I don't WWE either. these I don't, days. I don't what, either. Um, but one of my friends at work does, and he sent me um, a uh, a video interview, quote unquote, with. Stardust, um, kind of before this whole thing, uh, and he talks about um, Stephen Amell and how he's actually—I mean—he's not Stephen Amell; he's Arrow, Oliver Queen. That's who he's fighting. He's fighting Oliver Queen. Oh my gosh! Yes, man. So, so
0: we have. <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's just be honest. We have a guy playing Stardust uh-huh. who's fighting. A guy playing the Arrow. Yeah.
1: This is amazing. Yeah. This world that we live in is is so cool, Chris. (laughs) But we get to see what would happen if Arrow was in a WWE match. Yeah. That's what's amazing this is, about it. No,
0: this this whole thing, I'm just like, I, I'm I'm <laughs> shocked that this this is even happening, and I'm amazed that that we can live in a in a society where this is just this is awesome. This is okay. You know that this that this happens. Like this type of thing is just like, oh yeah, this is happening now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty wild. It's amazing. Yeah. I love it. I'm super, so I will be there Monday night. I think it's on the USA Network. Nice. I'll be there watching. There's also,
0: if you want to, I think there's a. Uh, they have like a streaming service as well that you Monday can Night watch Raw online. is
1: not included on in it though. I learned that today. Oh no! From my from the same friend who uh, sent me this video that I'll post Man. on Stanktargertalkcast.com.
0: Huh there you go Chris there you go
1: I mean there might be another way I don't know but I did ask him about it he's like yeah Monday Night Raw like you can ask you can watch it after the fact oh, I see. you just can't watch it live okay well I'll probably so, just watch it after the fact yeah, yeah so seems... I think it's like a five dollar like yeah. fee for the month yeah. you know like it's like a Netflix thing it's worth it yeah yeah it's just to, to watch the fight oh yeah 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 for sure totally worth it man so, oh,
0: yeah. Well, that's it for this week. Yes. And uh, next week we'll be back with the uh, with the Fantastic Four review. Um, that'll be an interesting Looking one. Looking forward to that. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if we agree or disagree with Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Chris Wright 250 and at John Wright777 and, and stand- at Stay on Target Pod. I've never done this one before. Yeah, I, this, this weird role reversal it's, here—it's really funny because I've never—I've never said the whole outro thing before. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm trying it out, Chris. I'm trying it on. I like just, it. it. Fits well, you. See, see if it's comfortable suits for me.
1: Yeah,
0: um, I like it. <laughs> but that's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on Target. Target.